I'm going to start with saying this. I don't give an absolute damn about any of these stupid narratives out there. I know you're going to hear the narratives. And again, this is what talk radio has come to, by the way. You're going to hear the narratives of, oh, well, it was Cooper Rush playing. And again, I don't care. The players don't care. On either side, they don't care. What happened tonight was the Eagles beat the Dallas Cowboys 26-17. The Eagles did what they were supposed to do. They took care of business. They got this thing to six and zero now. And guess what? They have a game lead division or a game lead in the division over the New York Giants, who are five and one. Dallas, who's four and two. Those might be the three best teams in the entire NFC. I'm not even kidding. They might be the three best teams in the NFC. And the Eagles. Oh, and by the way, the other team you might consider Minnesota. The Eagles have a victory over them. This was an awesome statement from the Eagles tonight. Let me tell you this right now. This game was, and I know in the second quarter, it looked like it could become an absolute all-time ass-kicking. Absolutely. But Dallas's defense is absolutely legit. They are for real. And Dan Quinn is an unbelievably good defensive coordinator. He's incredible. Because they were disguising. They had guys all over the line of scrimmage all night. It was an incredible game from him. I thought he, he called it a wonderful game. For the Cowboys, because that's what kept them in it. Because the Eagles, honestly, they're just, they have more talent than the Dallas Cowboys, especially on offense. And it was obvious, and especially a quarterback. I mean, it's not even close. Jalen Hurts is 7,000 times better than Cooper Rush. And you know what? Want to get into it? Let's get into the five reasons why the Eagles beat the Cowboys 26-17. to And the fifth reason is Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush tonight, 18 of 38, 181 passing yards, one passing touchdown, and then the most important stat, three interceptions. Cooper Rush had not turned the ball over. That was the main thing about Dallas right now. Their defense was clicking on all cylinders. Cooper Rush did not turn the ball over at all for Dallas. That's why they were able to win these games because their offense, it may have not been explosive, but it was not detrimental. And tonight, guess what? Cooper Rush started to have to throw the ball, and when he tried to force it down the field, it got pretty funny for the Eagles. And I'm and I'll tell you this. I know in the third quarter it started working him throwing the ball, but that's more or less because our defense is so undisciplined. And by that I mean our defensive ends because they have no earthly idea how to handle a bootleg rollout from the quarterback. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable that we are still here. This feels like this has been going on for five years. So, I mean, this was with Schwartz as well. So, it's not just that geek Gannon. But I'm just saying, our defensive ends crash. Instead of just stay disciplined, Go to the quarterback on every rollout, and guess what? This doesn't happen, but it's just so easy on these play-action rollouts, especially when they're running the ball, and they were running the ball successfully, especially in that second half. So, I mean, Cooper Rush, though, I mean, we can go through the game, obviously. Three interceptions, two of which by Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, who we're going to be talking about later. Um, I mean, one by Darius Slay. The fourth down play there in the second quarter where it's fourth and inches. And again, it should have been a first down. The best part is like Dallas did, they did, they got, it was a tough call. It looked like Lamb actually did convert a first down. Here's the thing though. The Cowboys rushed to the line of scrimmage. The Cowboys rushed the snap. Like instead of just taking their time and looking to see if there's anything there where they could possibly review it, which they probably would have won, they rushed this play. And instead of just sneaking the football, the quarterback does a rollout. 
there wasn't even a I, I there wasn't even a play action really. And, and the thing is, I think even if there was, I, I I forget what it was, but they went so quick that they didn't even give the Eagles an opportunity to to, to like get in out of position at all. And he rolls out, he throws the ball down the field, it's incomplete, and gave the Eagles three points. And I'm like, it was plays like that from Rush all night. I mean, he he was definitely feeling it, especially there at the end when when Graham hit him and he's crying about being roughed in uh, the roughing the passer. First of all, Brandon Graham was the only defensive end tonight that made any type of effort for the first 58 minutes, especially because Hassan Reddick in the last two minutes got around the quarterback, but it was only Brandon Graham. Our defensive line was shit bad tonight. Just know that they they did not help this team at all. Brandon Graham was the only exception to that rule. Um, but let me tell you this. Cooper Rush obviously is no Dak Prescott. And I guess Dak Prescott was saying he was at an A. If you know what is thumb, what is grip, he wants to get to an A plus. So it's a precaution to hold him out. And I know people are gonna now go at them for hey, they were four 0 They were four 0 with Cooper Rush. They had beat the Bengals. You know, they beat the Giants. They beat Washington and they beat the Rams. That's not like, you know, cakewalk city there, right? Especially with look at the Giants now. They have one loss. It was to the Dallas Cowboys with Cooper Rush. So I'm not going to hear it. So spare me that the Cooper Rush thing, I mean, that he was, you know, some abysmal player. He looked abysmal tonight. I think a lot of that had to do with the Eagles, especially in the first half, because Gannon was disguising, especially in the back end. And I think they do disguise really well in the back end. I just hate that they only never present anything at the line of scrimmage. And he was doing that a little bit and making Rush think. And when he had to pat the ball or not be so certain where he was going with it, when he had to move off his first read, that's when you started seeing things happen from him. And that's why the Eagles were successful. So leading into that, what's the fourth reason why? Well, James Bradbury and Darius Slay. Those guys are incredible. Our corners are awesome. That's the like, it just blows my mind that the Giants, who are five and one, gave away James Bradbury. They just let this guy walk out the building because they had salary cap issues. And the Eagles have now the two best corners in terms of a combination in the NFL, in my opinion. I do not think there is a better combination of corners in the NFL. James Bradbury is freaking awesome. He is awesome. One of those interceptions from Gardner Johnson was a straight-up James Bradbury play. The play in the end zone where he almost had another interception. James Bradbury's all over the field. He's just, they were going at him for some bizarre reason. But you know why they have to go at him? Because the other bizarre reason would be going after Darius Slay, which is equally, if not more, insane. It was, he's so good. And Darius Slay, the interception again, he's all, like, again, he's just a couple pass deflections. He's awesome. He's, the whole secondary, Marcus Epps made plays. Our secondary tonight played great. Avante Maddox coming back, playing with that ankle. It's unbelievable. A lot of people thought, myself included, that he wasn't going to be playing. He plays. We needed Avante Maddox. It was so helpful to have him there, especially with C.D. Lamb in the slot. I mean, it was... And you could see the difference with this geek D coordinator that we have. Um, how he calls the defense a lot more aggressively, at least early on when we're in close games. When we have our full complement of players, which, by the way, it, that, that's not a compliment to him. That's an indictment that the, the second one injury happens, that he feels he has to go into a prevent defense because he's a coward. But I'm just telling you, our players are so good, they make him look good. That's what it is. Just don't don't fool yourself into thinking Gannon's some type of good D coordinator because he stinks. He sucks at his job. The, the, the benefit is we have such good players on our defense that they're able to over uh, compensate for the fact that our D coordinator is a coward. Now, third reason why, Jalen Hurts. Now, did Jalen Hurts have the Minnesota game? You know what I mean? Did Jalen Hurts have that Washington game? No, he did not. Jalen Hurts had 
you look at it and go pedestrian, right? A pedestrian game. He was 15 to 25, 155 yards, two touchdown passes, a 65 QBR, um, a 104 passer rating, which is very good. By the way, the key stat, zero interceptions, zero fumbles, zero turnovers. On the ground, nine carries, 27 yards. A lot of those were one-yard quarterback sneaks, and a couple of those were kneels, so that nine isn't really what it is. But Jalen Hurts just continues Again, do I think Jalen Hurts had his best stuff tonight? I do not. Started early in the game. He missed A.J. Brown on a wide-open third-down conversion. At that point, but it's like, you're not always going to have your best game. And the best quarterbacks in the NFL, when they don't have their best stuff, they still find ways to win, and they find ways to not turn the ball over. And that's what this man did. He did not turn the ball over. And guess what? When we needed him to step up, when we needed Jalen Hurts to really put this game and, and take control back of this game, when the Cowboys cut this thing from 20 to, it was 20 nothing. When they got it to 20 to 17, Hurts takes us on a 75, play, uh, 75 yards, seven and a half minute drive, just like we did last week, except this time, instead of settling for a field goal, he throws a touchdown to Devontae Smith. That was awesome. And it was a big drive. And I know we ran the ball for a majority. But remember this. When we're running the ball, a lot of times, Jalen Hurts plays a massive part in that. I know people don't think about it. But it's those read options. He has to make the right decisions with the read option. I know you sit there and and people will try to minimize that. And they could do that, but they're fools. Because when he does it, he does it correctly. He knows how to put enough pressure on that at the end. Like on the Gainwell, third and four. From like, I think it was like the 45-yard line. Where he was able to hold hold Fowler just enough for Gainwell to get that first down because of his ability to run the football. Jalen Hurts is awesome. We're so fortunate to have him be our quarterback. Wouldn't want anybody else, and he is only getting better and better and better. And you know how I know that? Because on his now quote-unquote off days, this is his floor. It's incredible. It's incredible how good he is. We know what he looks like when he can light it up. That Minnesota game was awesome. The Washington game, obviously the Detroit game where he had the... That's the one thing in this offense, by the way, I want to say that we haven't done, and now in two weeks, that is pissing me off, is we have no vertical threat whatsoever. We have not had a vertical passing game at all. There have been no throws 20 yards down the field. None in two weeks. That can't keep happening. Especially when you have an awesome running game. You know what I mean? When you have a running game as good as the Eagles do have, when they need to turn it on, they can run it with the best of them. You have the ability to use play action to your advantage. Use play action and go down the damn field. You have a great offensive line. You have a great running game. Use play action and go down the field. You have A.J. Brown who cannot be stopped one-on-one. You have Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins. Use these guys. Dallas Goddard even down the field. Use your weapons. To go two games without throwing the ball down uh, 20 yards down the field, that is criminal. Because guess what? You're not going to convince me with the way we run the football that every team is playing too high safety. Actually, I know it's not because I watched the all-22s. But I mean, if that's what they're trying to say, they're not playing too high safety. And if Devo- and if A.J. Brown or Devontae Smith are, are one-on-one, that means they're open. Throw the ball down the field again. Jalen throws the ball down the field really well. Let him do that again. We need to incorporate that back into the offense. Now, second reason why I just mentioned them, the Eagles offensive line. And let me tell you this. It's the offensive line because early in this game, the first on our first possession where we scored, it was a fourth and four. I think we were at the, what, the 12-yard line or something like that. And it was the end of the first quarter. And we were going to you know, kick a field goal. There was 30 seconds left. So what happened was 
uh, we trotted our offense still out there because what we do at the end of all these, you know, end of quarter situations, not just always on a fourth down, if it's a second down, whatever, what we'll do is we will um, try to get the team to jump off sides, right? Which is exceptional to do it. I mean, take advantage of it. We're going to let the quarter expire. Who cares? So let's just try to get these teams to jump off sides. And what happened here is we run the hard count. Dante Fowler jumps a little bit, and Jordan Mailata does the right thing to jump, and he got us that first down. And Jordan Mailata, by the way, playing in this game, which was absolutely crucial, as we'll talk about in a second here. But uh, Jordan Mailata gets that penalty, and we're able to score a touchdown. So it turned three into seven by using that heads-up play. And then, of course, the offense line, for for instance, the running game. I mean, I know the numbers won't come out uh, like looking as, as daunting as they could be. I mean, really, what did we run for total yards here? Let's look. Um, the total yards for the team running the football was only 136. Three and a half yards of carry. You look at that and you go, oh, but it was the yards when we needed them. And Jalen Hurts, I mean, yeah, he was sacked a couple times tonight, right? But again, stuff like that is going to happen. They, they're they an exceptional defense. And we were able to control their defensive front for the most part and especially because Lane Johnson didn't play the second half. Jack Driscoll had to come in and play right tackle. And Jack Driscoll, God bless him, he is not Lane Johnson. Nobody is. And that's when Dallas started having some success because what they would do is they were lining Parsons up over Driscoll, and they were just putting Driscoll in situations where he had to think. And they started getting a little bit heavier with their blitzing. And obviously it affected the Eagles, especially in that third quarter. Lane Johnson is the best lineman in the game. You don't replace him. You don't feel Lane Johnson not playing, just as a heads up. If he doesn't play, you know he didn't play. And then, and then Landon Dickerson coming out of uh, the game again for a little bit. Suo Peta had to go in. Especially on that, it was on the crucial drive to win the game, that touchdown drive. We had an offensive line consisting of Mylotta, Opeta, Kelsey, you know, Siamalo, and, and, and Driscoll. But think about this. If Mylotta couldn't play, Dillard was activated, right? But, I mean, really, does Dillard start or Driscoll? And then, obviously, if Lane goes out, it's like this thing could have gotten really ugly for the Eagles on that offensive line. It was a massive move or moment that Mylotto was able to play. Now, hopefully, hey, we have a bye week now. So these guys who did play, hopefully they come out of this game healthy for the most part, which I think they did. And they could obviously heal up more as we got the Steelers in two weeks. But the number one reason why we won this game, I'm giving it to Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. C.J. Gardner-Johnson. He, what a trade that has become. This guy playing safety is just getting better and better and better, and he's getting more comfortable in the defense each week. And it's clear and obvious. Two interceptions tonight. I know the first one was a James Bradbury forced interception, but, I mean, this guy gets hurt in the third quarter, hurts his hand, comes out, looks like he's in excruciating pain, goes to the locker room comes back out into the game, and he is responsible for the game-winning interception there in the fourth quarter. Still six minutes left in the game, you know what I mean? He makes that unbelievable diving interception with that hand injury. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, awesome. He was so awesome. And Brandon Graham, obviously, was a key part of the interception. But this guy, having him on this team, again, the Saints, I have no clue what they're doing. Just like the Titans with trading A.J. Brown, I have no earthly idea what they are doing trading a guy like Chauncey Gardner-Johnson because this guy is a football player. And we're going to have some guys we got to pay this offseason. Please figure it out. 
I do. You pay Chauncey Gardner Johnson, he ain't going nowhere. I'm paying James Bradbury, he ain't going nowhere. I'm paying Kaiser White, he ain't going nowhere. You know, I, I mean, that's the thing. Keep these guys in the building. These are football players. It's just an awesome win. First place. 2-0 now in the division. I, I mean, these things add up. Now, clearly, yeah, the Cowboys were without arguably their best player. Okay, I get it. But that's football. You know what I mean? You're going to be missing players every game. This is a physical sport. I mean, Lane Johnson, the best lineman in the league for the Eagles, out the whole second half. You know, we're, we're playing with a, guy, a lot of guys that were banged up. Jake Elliott included, by the way. And you know what? I call him Jake now. Got to give that guy some credit. Massive 50-yard field goal there. Um, made all his kicks tonight. Coming off his ankle injury. I thought, you know what, if there was any type of question, just go with Dicker again. He was great last week. Elliott stepped up. No problems. I will say, um, speaking of special teams, there is a massive problem with this team, and it is special teams in its terms of coverage units because uh, that Turpin kid was awesome tonight for the Cowboys. He is a freaking weapon as a returner. He's got juice. Like, when he catches, he is what I've wanted as a returner for the Eagles for a long Like, that guy is a weapon. If I'm the Cowboys, I'd be trying to figure out ways to get him involved on the offense because he's a weapon. He's got speed, and he can accelerate. And when he's in the open field, he's shifty. That guy is such a good weapon. He's a he's a player. But again, end of the first half, Kyron Johnson just completely stood up by it, whatever, and he turns. He He's the reason the Cowboys were able to even get back in the game. He gave them whatever momentum they needed going into halftime, getting them the three points. It was all on him. But we got to clean up our special teams and fast. These things can't keep happening every week where there's a special teams gaffe. That will come back and get you eventually. It really, you're playing with freaking fire. I mean, hey, there's going to be a lot of debate about the second half and the scoring, and I get it. The third quarter was abysmal again. It's not great that we have, what, 112 points in the second quarter and 17 in the third quarter this year. That does have to flip, obviously. But I will say this. When the Eagles have needed drives in the last two games, they have went on marches down the field, and Jalen Hurts has made the big throws when needed. And they scored three against the Cardinals, which was disappointing because it should have been seven. But today they got, well, they didn't get seven. They got six because Sirianni did something absolutely stupid. Because when he threw the touchdown to Diggs, or to Diggs, to Smith, Diggs acted like a complete moron for Dallas and took his helmet off, smashed it off the ground like an idiot. And they got a penalty, obviously, for him, you know, taking his helmet off on the field. So unsportsmanlike. So instead of rather than kicking it from the 50, which I would have did and had Elliott just booted through the end zone so you don't have to worry about Turpin touching the ball, they try to go for it from the one-yard line and get stuffed. I'm like, don't do that. Don't do that. I understand going up 20, it, but you weren't going up two scores. Like, you know what I mean? 28-17 and 27-17, I know it's different because they still have to get a two-point conversion, but it's still a field goal and a touchdown. You know, it, it's not, okay, now it's not a field goal and a touchdown. Like, to go up 12... Yes, I would absolutely do that from the one-yard line. I think that's right. If it was 27-17 and you're going to do that to go up to 29-17, absolutely you do it. But when it's 26-17, just make it a 10-point game. Make it a touchdown and a field goal. Put them in some position where, like, if they get the field goal and they score a touchdown then and whatever, they want to go for two and the win, fine. They have to get it though or they lose. You don't want them to have to kick an extra point, a 33-yard field goal to win a football game ever. I just think that was idiotic. 
This this team obviously is a Super Bowl contending team. It's it's over now. You don't have to debate it anymore. The Cowboys have an excellent defense. We got 26 points. And you could tell me about the six points that were gifted to us by interceptions, but that's football. But we went on three drives to score touchdowns. Like that's the, that's what I took out of this, especially the last one against that defensive unit. This team is a damn good team. Six and zero. Six and zero. Going into the bye week. That's called taking care of business. The Eagles have taken care of business. They've done everything you could ask so far. And they've beaten some quality teams in doing so. Minnesota, for sure. Clearly Dallas. You know, Detroit was playing really good when they played them, obviously. Those first couple weeks, look what the Lions were doing offensively. Especially in their building, what they do offensively. I mean, hey, Washington, it's a division game. Jacksonville, coming off a 38-10 beatdown of the Chargers. And we got them. And I get it, the rain game, whatever, but I mean, hey, Eagles come back from down 14-0 in that game to win. Last week against the Cardinals. Beat up with a lot of backups in that game. Figure out a way to win. That's what you do. You're not always going to have your fastball. This was how you like me now. That's what this game was. I'm so damn pumped up now. Because I'm telling you this. This team is good enough to win a Super Bowl, clearly. Does the defensive coordinator concern me? He scares the piss out of me. Does our defensive line concern me? Absolutely scares the piss out of me. We do not touch the quarterback nearly enough. That has to change. Our secondary, though, makes me happy. Our linebackers, for the most part, make me happy. Especially Kaiser White. He's excellent. And TJ Edwards, I'm not taking a shot at him. I just want to see us stop the run better. And that's what he's out there to do. He's got to help us stop the run better. But obviously, he's a massive success. I mean, think about it. N'Kobe Dean, who I think could be an, a leader for this team, hasn't even had to touch the field yet. Our offensive line is clearly a weapon. We clearly have depth. I mean, really, yeah, obviously you don't want Driscoll and Opeta having to play every week. But it's clear now that, hey, if they have to get forced into duty, they can hold up. And that's what you want from backups. Our wide receivers are excellent. Brown, Smith. I mean, Quez Watkins has been invisible, really. And, and, and I know people will sit there and go, well, he hasn't had to be, a, like, again, this is essentially making him the secret that he was last year going into the season. I promise you, Quez Watkins is going to have some moments this season. He's already had one against the Vikings. And he's definitely going to matter in the playoffs. If and when the Eagles get to the playoffs, Quez Watkins, I'm telling you, is going to make some plays. I would be preaching to him patience. Your time is coming, my friend, because you are, you are a weapon too. Tight ends. Jack Stoll had a nice catch tonight. Grant Calcaterra a couple uh, against the Cardinals with a big catch. And Jacksonville. So how about, you know, give credit to uh, a guy like, oh yeah, Dallas Goddard as well. Running backs. All three of them tonight. Scott, Gainwell, Sanders. 
All three of them. Excellent. And at the quarterback spot, the most important spot in football, the Eagles are excellent. And the trade deadline is coming, so you watch out. You watch out that the Eagles don't make a, fun, a move here, I'm telling you. Think about it in 2017. You had LeGarrette Blunt. You lost Aaron Sproul. So what they do, they went and they got Jay Ajayi. Okay. I'm telling you, our defense line isn't doing well. And again, I know the Brian Burns trade. I keep hearing for it. Like Again, the price would probably be too rich or whatever, but I, I could see the Eagles looking at If it's not Brian Burns, they're going to look to get another defensive end. I absolutely guarantee it. They know they need help on getting to the quarterback. That's the one thing right now on this team that causes for concern is getting to the quarterback besides their shitty defensive coordinator. I'm proud of this team. Uh, th this was an excellent, excellent win over a team that talked... I, I get it. Their, uh, their fans talked a lot of smack, and that's fun for us fans because, you know, we could uh, point and laugh now. But again, remember, it's still only, what, October. We want this to matter in December on Christmas Eve. We want to beat them when it matters again. And then, oh, man, it'd be so fun to play them in January and beat them again there. So let's see here. So the... Hmm, I'm trying to think here for... Because I don't ever like to plan this out. I like to talk about the game and try to figure out who would be our freak. Well, freak of the week, guess what? That's Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. I mean, really, you, you could give it to him, Darius Slay, James Bradbury, the whole secondary. I think our secondary were the freaks of the week. Geek of the week? Our, our defensive line. I'm sorry, but with the exception of Brandon Graham. The fact that we did not sack the quarterback tonight is disappointing. That's very disappointing to me. They got to be better. They got to be better. I mean, we could have given it to the refs for picking up that Pollard block in the back. That was clear and obvious a block in the back. They threw the flag for it, by the way, and then they pick it up. I mean, that was a major play in this game. That gave them seven points, Dallas. But, I mean, definitely our defensive line. They are the geeks of the week. And like I said, our secondary, they're the freaks of the week. We got a bye next week. I'll be back Thursday. We'll go over a lot of things. We'll talk about the NFL. We'll talk about what, what's going on with the Eagles injury situation, anything that's going on. And we'll start talking about, hey, we're going to be playing the Steelers. And I know everybody thought maybe a week ago, oh, man, that might be you know a little easier game than we were uh, – expecting at the beginning of the year. Well, guess what? They beat the Buccaneers today. I know the Buccaneers might be complete and utter frauds, but I mean, hey, they still beat the Buccaneers. And they got some weapons on the outside there. We'll see who their quarterback is, but we got plenty of time to talk about that. We beat the Dallas Cowboys tonight, and the Eagles are the best team in the NFL. Believe that, because it's the damn truth. Want everybody out there to stay safe, stay healthy, stay educated, and as always, go Eagles, go.